What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of After the Game, a conversation with me and my dad, where we talk about the Utah Jazz. My name is Spencer. Hey, and this is Barry the Dad. Welcome, Spencer. Oh, my heavens. September 26th, first day of camp. The NBA regular season is right around the corner. And so much to talk about. At the same time, so much is unknown, as you and I prepped for today's first episode really of this new season we're like okay we know a lot but we don't know more than we know how you feeling after uh, day one some of the things that you've read and what the season holds I think it gives today gave a good glimpse into what might be the trajectory of the jazz obviously in our last podcast we kind of said that we didn't have too much faith in a winning season but we definitely have faith in a good team and I think that shows again today I like the biggest takeaway I had from media day and kind of the first day back as a team or the first day as a team is the response from Will, Will Hardy, the new, the, um, the new coach for the jazz. A lot of people forget that we got a new coach this year. We, we've blown up the whole team, a new coach coming in. And I just really like his um, charismatic, just kind of his good personality and positive attitude the reason why I say that is because today they asked him what the team represents. And he just said, we will play hard and we will play with passion. And that's something that I, that's basically all you could ask for right now. Yeah. I, I believe he said, we'll play like this city lives. And so he's endearing himself to Salt Lake city, to the state of Utah. We'll play hard. We'll play with passion. You're absolutely right. Spencer, all the change that's taken place. The first thing that happened in this offseason was our coach, Quinn Snyder, steps away, and we go out and hire a new coach in Will Hardy, all of 34 years old, one of the youngest coaches in the NBA, um, comes from the Popovich tree uh, of, of coaches, the same place where Quinn Snyder came from, and really excited to see how he does. It, almost in, on a normal NBA team in the offseason, that would be the biggest news, right. is that your coach leaves and that you get a new coach. Well, our offseason was far from over after Will Hardy stepped in. So excited to see how he does. Um, looks like he's going to be a great coach. Gave him a five-year contract. We know in the NBA that coaching contracts can be broken. But sure. they really gave him a vote of confidence. And from Danny Ainge to Ryan Smith to Justin Zanuck and those that are leading this team, this truly is a long vision of what this team can become. What other thoughts do you have about opening day? Anything from the media? We now talked just a nanosecond about Will Hardy, and yet there's so much more to talk about. Yeah, so along with Will Hardy coming in, he kind of got the team together. If, if you notice, they went to the Real Salt Lake Stadium as a team to kind of build a relationship, to kind of get on each other's first name basis and get to know each other. I mean, there's players that have played together that are coming over and a big trade or players that know each other and so I think it was smart to kind of get them in a kind of fun environment and they did that when they went to visit the stadium in Real Salt Lake the soccer team and they yeah, I, saw, I, I saw a clip of that and their soccer skills are not great no they're watching Lori watching Lowry Markinen all six foot 11 or seven foot of him try to play soccer albeit a European not so good but it was fun to watch like a Colin Sexton running and his ability and just his spunk and happiness. I know we've had that 
with the Jazz over the last few years, Rudy Gobert being fun and exciting. They had it, um, you know, a few years ago when Donovan was a little bit young, but we, we somewhat lost that last year. So it'll be fun to have a Colin Sexton who's on a new $72 million contract over the next three, four years, really bringing that excitement. But I did see him at Real Salt Lake, and I thought that was a great team building exercise. Yeah, so it definitely brought them kind of together in a in a kind of an environment where they could be a little bit more unprofessional. I mean, they're always professional, but they didn't have to have too much pressure on them. So that kind of started things off. Because you got to remember, some of, we have a lot of foreign players, some players that play for different countries, like uh, Lord Mackinnon and, and um, Jordan Clarkson. They all were playing overseas with their respective countries, Clarkson for um, for the Philippines and Lori Markinen for the uh for finland right and so yes yep, yep. they've been playing they've been kind of doing their own thing and now it's good for them to be back on a on their where their team's going to be and and so you got you got to look at there's two different categories i feel like with the team this year there's the three players that <laughs> the only three players that remain from the previous years which would be mike conley Jordan Clarkson and Rudy Gay. And I guess we can talk in, on their attitude coming into the next season and what they think might happen with them. And then there's the new wave of people that are coming in. And I think it's good because we're in a stage now where we're, we talk about rebuild and building. And we use that word a lot, but we are building relationships rather than maintaining relationships. It feels like at the end of last year, we were just trying to, we are holding on to maintain a relationship with all our players. And now it's, oh, we're looking to build relationships. So there comes a new excitement of getting to know each other and connecting. And with that said, the three remaining players from last year had a wild summer. They watched all their friends and teammates kind of just leave and go in their own separate directions. Clarkson even mentioned that he just was gone overseas. I think they were in Australia, or I don't know exactly where they were, but where he was playing for the Philippines, he would just hear news of, oh, this is happening with the Jazz, or this is going to happen with the Jazz, or this didn't happen with the Jazz, and we are expecting it, or in the next two weeks, you should expect this to happen with the Jazz. And he was kind of just confused didn't know where he'd end up when he came back to the nba but he said where there's smoke there's fire and so obviously people are going to be leaving and he didn't want to believe it but it happened um and then conley uh i know i've been talking a lot but conley did say that if he was going to be traded he felt like he would have been traded by now yeah great catch i love how you've segmented it into those who were here and those who weren't meaning those who have now come into the team you, the, we had also a couple of others as I run through the roster. Uh, Yudoka Azabuki is back. True. And so is Jared Butler. Then you nailed it. Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gay. I'm skimming through the roster. That's how new our team is. I think those five are back, but clearly Azabuki and Butler are somewhat second and third year players, so it doesn't matter. But those veterans, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson and Rudy Gay, very interesting. As you noted, Mike Conley was like, well, I thought I might've been traded by now. And I would imagine Clarkson, who's such a free spirit is like, doesn't really matter, I'll play anywhere, but that's gotta be interesting. And then I saw some comments from Rudy Gay today saying I came here last year to play, but didn't get to play what I wanted to play or how I wanted to play or got get the minutes I wanted to get. And that was frustrating for him. It made me think, was was Rudy Gay's attitude a little bit of a weight on last year's team? Totally different team last year versus this year's team, but just great analogy that there's almost two segments of players that 
are in this team this year. Projected starters on a website, Mike Conley, point guard, Colin Sexton, shooting guard, Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, small forward, Markinen at power forward, and then a new guy. We we could talk all day about things that have happened to this team over even the last week. Kelly Olynyk yep. starting at center, Conley Sexton, Horton Tucker, Markinen, and Olynyk. It's going to get very interesting. I've got some things here in a minute that we can talk about as you look at the Jazz and having been a winning team over the last 40 years. But Spencer, when you look at a few more players, any other thoughts come to mind about some of those players? I, I think we upgraded in height this year for sure. Or we got Lori Markinen, who is around seven feet, and Olinick, who's also kind of around seven feet. Uh, Markinen can play outside of the paint, which is good, but it looks like we're we're kind of leveling up in size to the point where we can either create more of. I mean, it's not going to be the same. Rudy Gobert can only score a basket if it's a dunk. It's going to be a little bit different in that sense because these players are a little bit more athletic. They can they can at least catch the ball. And I think they're going to be able to bring a different dynamic to the team where we're, um, where we're kind of going off and, and having height to guard the perimeter, but also to, to uh, have production from our bigs off of rebounds and stuff like that. What do yeah, you-, you A great point there. And, and we, we, we could spend 10 minutes on this. We've lost Boyan Bogdanovich over the last four to five days yeah. and we received Kelly Olenek. It's man, it's just crazy how much change has happened. You're absolutely right. A guy like Lori Markin and really is an outside shooter and had a great Euro basketball tournament, which is very good for us. And then Kelly Olenek, albeit he's been around his body somewhat breaking down to a degree from what you hear and possibly see. He was in a rebuild situation a couple of seasons ago with the Houston Rockets, stepped outside, made threes. Let's not forget he had two major playoff runs with the Miami Heat and I think the Boston Celtics. So we got a really good veteran player, and I hear he's a fabulous kid. So Canadian, played at Gonzaga, and now with the Jazz. You're absolutely right, Spencer. This this is a whole new makeup. When you see we had one of the top three centers in the world over the last seven, eight, nine years in Rudy Gobert and the best defensive player in the world. It's changed now. And you look at what the front office is doing. They're going in a different direction with the center position. It's not going to be a dominant defender. It's not going to be an overpaid center. I'm not saying that favors was overpaid or Rudy was overpaid, but we paid a lot for the center position. It's now going to be made up by Olenek, as a bouquet and the rookie Walker Kessler. So yeah. you're right. The center position has definitely changed for us as we look at our roster. It's interesting as well, as we talk about kind of the difference the league has been over the last 10 years from switching from a big person that can shoot. Um, we also, another another happening over the, the, the summer is we picked up Jeff Hornacek to be an assistant type coach, which as you guys know, he's a great player for the Jazz, and he also coached the Knicks. Did he coach anywhere else? Uh, was he in Phoenix? Probably. He has um, some coaching experience, but not, like, very winning coaching experience. But, like, he still 
brings a dynamic from a an assistant coach perspective of I feel like he's more of a shooter. That's kind of his game when he was um, – I mean, you watched him more than I did or remember it more than I do. It, he had yeah. a shot. And so I think that is telling on where maybe we're going. We're going to stick with the three-point strategy. It, you're, you're right. It, bringing him in, he, he wasn't here during the Quinn Snyder year, so it's been a while since Jeff's been on the bench or in meetings or talking about player personnel – but they're doing the right things. They're bringing guys with specialties that can come in and really make things happen and excited to see Jeff Hornacek back as well as a few other consultants, as well as some new blood on the bench that, that will accompany Will Hardy. Just a little bit of a side note, take us away from the roster a little bit. Um, I did some quick look at the jazz over the last 40 years, over the last 40 years, I'm going to round these numbers. We made the playoffs 30 to 31 times out of 40. That's pretty impressive. We've been following those jazz fans that are out there like you and me, a winning team for a long time. Right. We're coming off a string of six straight playoff uh, berths. All the seasons that Donovan Mitchell was in the league out of those 40 years, We've only had two seasons where we had 25 wins. And what I reason why I'm saying that is for 40 years, we've won 30 games or more, 38 times. When you look at teams that are struggling or rebuilding, they generally get into that 25-win season. We've only done that twice in the last 40 years. Yeah. So as a fan, you're now going to see – something that as a jazz fan, you don't see quite often if you really think this team is not going to be successful. So my question for you, Spencer, is, is this team only a 20 win, 25 win, high 25, 28 win team? Or are you really into this team to think they can surprise people and be a really good team that wins 30, uh, mid thirties, maybe even 40 games? I'm going to stick to what I said a couple of weeks ago. I think they're just a 25 game win, 25 game win team. That's kind of the cutoff, like you said, for the Western Conference to make the play in tournament was about 32, 35 wins. And I don't see them, I don't see them being real playoff contenders. So I'm sticking to the, we will get 25 wins this season. And that will kind of be, I don't see us getting close to 30. I think. Because you look at certain teams, you know, in order to beat the, in order to beat Golden State, you have to score about 115, 120 points. If you want to beat the Nets, you got to score around the same. If you want to beat the Lakers, you're probably going to have to score about 110 points. I think we're not going to be able to do that with the competition we have. And I think most teams know that they could only have to score. They only have to score about 105 points in order to beat us. We used to be able to hold teams to around 100 points a game. That was back when Gobert was on fire. But I don't think we're going to be able to win games if we're only going to average about 105 points a game. Uh, yeah. I like the way you're thinking in the numbers and, and the analysis that you're making there. If we're a 25 win team, we look at last season in the East, the Indiana Pacers were a 25 win team and finished uh, 13th in the East. And then you had Detroit and Orlando at 23 and 22 wins respectively in the Western conference, 25 wins, Portland trailblazers, Oklahoma city thunder, and then the Houston Rockets. So your point is, and I'm not disputing it, 
I'm just setting the stage for our listeners and our fans what you're going to see this year, even with optimism on the first day of camp, if we're truly a team that is going to be a 25-win team, that means we're going to finish near the bottom and maybe only better than Oklahoma City and Houston, or maybe even finish worse. How do you, Spencer, as a jazz fan and as a podcast provider a couple of times a week, get up and get excited to watch this basketball. Well, it definitely comes with the passion of being in Salt Lake uh, or being for Utah. So that's, that's one, but I'm also just, I'm a fan of Lori Markkinen personally. I, I kind of like him as a player and I don't know. I just, it's just, it's going to be hard for sure, but it's also the opportunity to see, I don't have much to expect. So it's fun to be an underdog again. You know, like we put so much pressure on the jazz to win every game. And when we didn't, it was just like, well, this is ridiculous. But now it's like, hey, like, we almost beat that team or we won or that was a crazy game because we actually hung in there. You know, like not having so much expectation and being so hard on our team this year might make it a little bit more enjoyable to watch. I'm old enough, which you're not, to remember the two 25-win seasons that we had over the last 40 years. And you're right. I would watch in. NBA league pass living on the East coast and going to each game going, Hmm, I wonder who will step up tonight. So there's a little bit of a different version for you to think about what was fun with those teams, albeit it was maddening to lose is that you would say, all right, who's going to have a good game tonight, right? Will it be Howard Isley? Who's been with the team a long time, or will it be Richard Jefferson? Who's the veteran of the team or, Oh my gosh, this I mean, one of those 25 win seasons, shockingly, was Carlos Boozer's first year with the team. So you, you start to think which player will step up and it'll be fun. Will Mike Conley still be with us or will he be traded? What will Taylor Horton Tucker bring to the team? And we haven't even talked about, you know, this great rookie and, um, uh, you know, in, in Agbaji, who is a player of the year and an All-American. There's so much to watch on this team. And then I'll end with this on this comment. Also, around the league, there's just amazing players. Amazing players that are out there. And some of them are people that were in this Euro basket this year, from Jokic to Luka Doncic to Giannis. It's just Embiid, it's just full of great players that are out there night in, night out. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting season. Um, looks like we only have a couple more seconds left, but I'm excited. And like you said, there's a lot of good players around the league that make it fun. And also we got the All-Star game coming up in Salt Lake. So that that's something to look forward to as well. Right, yeah, Jeff. good catch. Good catch. February 2023, NBA All-Star in Salt Lake City, it's been since 1993. So do the math. How long is that? Is that 30 years?